We open the year by looking back at the other Starfield whodunit that Matt and I miss. Death on the Now. I'm Chad. I'm Matt. And this is episode 90 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right. So, you know, we've had a good little while until the year now, Matt. Um, have you already failed at your resolutions? Uh, I don't I don't do resolutions anymore because I will fail them. But with the new year, um, one thing I have to say, I got a great Christmas gift and I'm, I've been using it so much. I love this gift so much. feels like I've been missing out. And before I tell you, I think you already know what it is, but I'm about to draw it out for the listeners. Remember when I was telling you about how you should get a bidet? And you was mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't need a bidet. You can just do it the regular way. And then once you got a bidet, you realize what you've been missing out on, right? Yes, yes, yes. It changed my life. I got an electric toothbrush for Christmas. And mother, man, this motherfucker changed my life. Like another picture is, imagine you shoveling your driveway with a regular shovel, right? You're doing hard at work. Okay. That's a toothbrush. Right. Electric toothbrush is you got a snowblower out there. It's clear. It's getting everywhere. It's easy. You just hold it in there. It's doing work. It makes brushing your teeth so much enjoyable. No, I 100% agree with that. Um, I've been using one for some time, and it's the fucking best. Right. I'm I'm, I'm so disappointed in myself. I should have done this years ago. But uh, speaking of electric toothbrushes, um, guest of the week, do you use an electric toothbrush? I've used them a couple times. I don't currently have one right now, but yes, I've used them before. You don't even brush your teeth anymore? (laughs) I don't use electric (laughs) toothbrushes anymore. (laughs) All right. So um, this week we have, it's been a while since um, I've, been able to say this but this week we have another person we used to work with i'd like to introduce everybody to jamika how you doing miss i'm doing well how are you i'm good i'm i'm here it's good seeing you i haven't seen you in what almost two years year and a half since you left Mm -mm, that's not true at all we saw each other at city foundry did we we did what foundry city foundry no, when... what foundry? <laughs> <laughs> when it was Look, just a food court. Okay, because I was about to say everything's a blur. So yeah, that's COVID messed up everything in my life. <laughs> COVID was happening during the time. It was like that's what I'm saying. I don't I remember anything before COVID. My goodness, see, see, man, it'd be your own people, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't worry, I have a shitty memory too. So <laughs> I'd I, I, I be like the same thing. What foundry? What food court? Was I there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I used to have the memory of an elephant, but yeah, after that, I'm like, um, where you see me at? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So I guess I shouldn't even ask, do you remember any stories from when we worked together, huh? Um, yeah, I was trying to find one. I was like, no, I don't remember any story. <laughs> I don't even remember that guy, Chad. How'd you reach out to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do remember um so we used to work together and at the place we worked at they had like these little um what would you call them like little groups that did things around committees yes that did things around the building 
and I can't remember mm-hmm. whose idea this was, but somebody was like, our committee should uh, sell tickets to Six Flags to the employees. And we'd have like a Six Flags day. And I just remember like, it felt like we were like drug dealers, like really trying to push those tickets. Cause we had to like hit a certain amount of tickets we had to purchase. Uh, exactly. We had to have purchased and um, it wasn't a fun time. We did, we did not make the work environment better. But did you reach your goal? Like just barely. Barely, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. But all right. Um, so what are you watching on Netflix right now, miss? <clears throat> so I just finished. Well, I've been so busy with work and I really didn't have time to watch anything. But my new year's resolution was to set boundaries so i've been taking time for myself and catching up on like old shows that i left off on like season four that are on season nine now stuff like that (laughs) okay so um ncis (laughs) no actually i'm not watching that one yet but i just finished watching good girls um dead to me and Did you not take notes? Let the right one in. But that was, I don't think I watched that one on Netflix. But yeah, um, and I'm also catching up on Arrow. Did you like Dead to Me? Yes, I did. I was like, is that weird that I actually like this? <laughs> that's, is that I the the first... with, that's the one with Christina Applegate, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I watched the first season of it, and I really enjoyed the first season. And then my problem is, when things take too long for it to come back for a second season, my love for it is not mm-hmm. there like it was the first time. So I haven't went back and watched it. Not because I don't want to. It's just my enthusiasm for it has not been there for me to go back and watch season two yet. And then I watched it and my love for that season wasn't there either. I'm like, is it weird that I don't like it as much as I like the first one? I was like, oh, maybe I gotta watch it again. I don't know, but maybe I watched it at the wrong time. So we'll it's see. the it's the third season out yet. No, not yet. Okay, like I I watched the first season also, and like I just couldn't get past the whole. You killed this woman's husband, and you you infiltrated her life to become her friend, and y'all want to have a season two where they become friends? You killed her husband. And lied to her face. But but then it reverses to where she kills the other girl's man. But he mm-hmm. deserved it, it. He was a bad guy. Right. So now now they both got now they're equal now. <laughs> I guess. Until you watch season two. <laughs> then it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then um, so have you seen any of the film adaptations of Let the Right One In? um no okay i so i haven't seen the show but the foreign the the original foreign movie is like genuinely one of the best horror movies i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and the american remake is just very unnecessary and it didn't really have the um the gall to do some of the very interesting things that the foreign film did but uh, how are you feeling about this TV show? Um, I enjoy it. Didn't like the ending, but yeah. I mean, I enjoy it because we were original, um, the actual movie. And I watch 
I try to watch anything vampires if it's decent. And if I like it, I'll keep following it and so on. So did you see um, that um, interview with the vampire TV show? Actually, no, I haven't seen that one yet either. Because you don't like vampires? Oh, <laughs> I do like vampires. Look, do I even, did I even know about that one? Yes, I think it's on AMC, I think. Oh. But it's like technically the way that they're doing it is a sequel to mm-hmm. the movie. But, you know, they um, mixed around some races of people and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know about that one. You said on AMC. Yeah, the only thing I watched on AMC was Walking Dead. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, okay. yeah, we, we all watched Walking Dead at one point. It all, it all means is when did you jump off of it? She didn't. See, she's one of the few. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You went down with the ship. Terrible. Um, so you're a sneakerhead. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about that? Can you tell us, us how much money in 2021 you spent on sneakers? Um, no without comment. incriminating myself. No comment. Okay. Okay. I'll justify it. How about this? Okay. My, my total amount is for a household of three. So it's not just my total. You buying everybody's shoes? It's a group effort. I mean, it's or do a y'all all of... have the same shoe size? So y'all just trading? Like it's just going around in a circle. My daughter and I, we have the same shoe size, but she wants her own, and I want my own. And See, then, of course, we can't fit my husband's shoes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the total between the three of us, um, I say, since we actually started, technically. I'll say this, the ones that I can keep track of on stock X, I know the balance is like over 18K. Uh, how long of a period is this? Three years. That's not including what? That's not including um when we get them retail. 18K in three <laughs> years. I I have Okay, no okay, words. four years. Four years make it that, that still don't make it better. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, okay, so uh for the sneakerheads out there, because I'm not one, but I'm just curious, what is your favorite pair of shoes? Your favorite, okay. yeah. You can go so, with your top three if you can't think of one. Okay. So I love um say that again. I love Jordans, of course. And then I also love Vapor Max. And then I got my first pair of Air Max 270. So I'm still, it's still a tie between my Griffies and my Air Max 270. I know about the Griffies, though. I know about the Griffies. I had to look up the 270s. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, my top four. (laughs) Ooh, these, these 270s are 180. Are you about to have some imported? Oh wait, these two, these are two twenty. Shit. I hope my son don't grow up to be like this. <laughs> he about to come up to that age where he will be wearing stuff like this now. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys have the same shoe size? Maybe you could work some out there. Um... He need to catch up. He need to catch up so we can. <laughs> now just uh put some put some tissue paper in the uh in the shoe. Right. <laughs> wear four pairs of socks <laughs> you'll grow into a son 
Look, don't don't <laughs> rush him. Because I remember at one uh, point, like when we were getting up for my daughter, you know, when she was when her feet were a little smaller, the kid sizes, oh, okay, $55, $75. And yeah, her feet just shot up. I'm like, you know what? We wear the same shoe size now. Um Mama, I don't want that. I want my own yeah. shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we started off sharing for a while, but then after that, yeah, that's exactly what she said. Okay. So um, on this outline, you wrote preparing for upcoming events. What does that mean? So I am an entrepreneur. I have a whole entrepreneur. Okay. I have um, a health and wellness business where I make um, holistic products. Um, I'm an herbalist. So I make everything from hair growth oils. Um, I have beard oil and beard bombs for men um i have detox, uh, detox where, patches. Where, where were you at when uh i was back there there was a while when i was going through this i was my beard wasn't connecting I, I was looking for some stuff so it could connect but then i gave up that lifestyle i just cut everything off well see yeah. what happened was um there's this committee of blockers where i'm not supposed to advertise my business at work yes so yes yeah. Say no I understand. More. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm out in the open. Yeah, this is Look, this is I, a, this I'm is a different to platform. Be out in the open. <laughs> this is a different platform right now. But yeah, sorry, cut you off. But yeah, uh, you was listening besides the beard oils and mm-hmm. continue. I have foot detox patches um, where you put the patches on your feet at night before you go to bed. And then when you wake up in the morning, the patch will be black from pulling the toxins out your body. Oh, oh wow. That, that that just be that make me feel like I got dirty ass feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just pulling out your feet, you know, just being out in the elements of everyday air and life and everything. Toxins just sit on our skin from walking outside. Right. Yeah, air pollution in it, yeah, it pulls it all out. Um, what else I have? I have uh wellness teas. Uh the teas, they help with like hot flashes, mood swings, they help women with like PMS cramps. Um fatigue anxiety you name it i'm making i have a men's wash i have women's foam wash um i have all natural lubricants um yes okay (laughs) okay everything is all natural she gonna get you right. Get whatever you like, whatever you need, she gonna take care of you. <laughs> I, I, I I didn't know we was. I didn't know you know we was getting a little blue. Okay. <laughs> and so preparing for my upcoming events, I have four to prepare for with between this month and next month. So I will be at the Machinist Hall on the twenty second for a chef versus bakers event. And since you like to cook, Chad, I was going to bring that up to you. See if you want to go out there. You're over here jumping ahead of the outline. Well, then put that at the the end, then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Put my upcoming events at the end. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll talk about that offline, okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I didn't think, well, you know, we didn't do uh, a, a real show pre-show check-in cause I like this shit to just, you know, flow off naturally, but, um, uh, yes, 
Yes. Uh, we're definitely also going to have you plug that again at the end. So, okay. uh, well, my point I was, I was trying to get at is like a lot of times we'd be like, all right, guess you got something to plug. And they like, no, <laughs> so, it's, it's nice when people actually are trying to, you know, we're trying to help everybody out here to eat. So, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, that's that's what I'm all about, health and wellness. And um, lubricant. <laughs> that's part of health and wellness. Yeah. It, it is. It, it helps the mental. Mm-hmm. And the physical. And the physical. <laughs> <laughs> physical, <laughs> mental, emotional. <It's> like... <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um this is gonna uh this is gonna actually be your last episode because on the outline you wrote um you're into wrestling and i can't have any more of that that's fine this can be my last episode <laughs> you'll miss me when i'm gone <laughs> <laughs> but um go ahead talk your wrestling with matt like oh uh, you put matt you put something in a group chat that we're in about wrestling and i didn't understand what the fuck it means and so maybe the two of y'all can explain this to me uh, uh, Nelson put it in there, or who put that in there? Oh, maybe it was Nelson. I thought it was you. Yeah, Nelson. No, it was Nelson. I responded back to it, though. Okay. But yes, uh, Jamico, so what do you want to talk about wrestling? No, no. It, t- what did that mean? That was all letters. Oh, oh, sorry. Vince McMahon, he is the owner of W... Let me take that back. Vince McMahon was, is a CEO, was the CEO of WWE. He came under allegations, scrutiny and allegations for paying hush money to these women that he was having an affair with and things of that. So he stepped down. And then Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan took over everything. And now that was probably about, what, maybe six months ago, something around Mm -hmm. that time. And now he is back. But what about the allegations? Does that mean nothing? means nothing i mean they're still going on and things like that but he said that he felt that the people pressuring him got bad advice for him to step down he said he feels like reports said that he feels like that if he would have just stayed there all that stuff would have would have blow over anyway so you want to talk about wrestling right (laughs) (laughs) that's just another love like the love for sneakers that's all i've been in the wrestling since i was maybe like 10 i used to watch it with my dad growing up um watched it in my teenage years with my dad and then when i met my husband he's a big wrestling fan too watched it since he was a child so mm-hmm. who's it's your uh, who's your favorite wrestler from the past and your favorite wrestler currently so my favorite wrestler in the past used to be Hulk Hogan. And I remember like on my 10th or 11th birthday watching an event when he broke his neck and I almost cried because it was on my birthday. And Did I thought he that actually was just the end of him. Or was it part <laughs> of the show? I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't remember it too off the top of yeah. my head. Hmm. And who's your yeah, favorite current one? one? My current one now, of course, is Roman Reigns and the Uso, the whole bloodline. And then Day female, one. that's right. And then female, <laughs> he's like, who are they? My favorite female is, um, of course, Bianca Belair, but I want to admit that to my daughter and my husband. Why? 
because they love her and it makes me mad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you. Yes, Curly, Roman Roman Reigns, number one, the bloodline, Sami Zayn's, that whole storyline is the best thing on TV. Love it. Um, yeah, my my favorite wrestler from the past was uh, Bret Hart. I love Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Chad, I know, do you ever watch wrestling even as a kid? I've seen some wrestling. Like, I remember on a school trip somewhere, we had, like, a charter bus, and somebody brought, like, a VHS of some wrestling, and it was, like, something with Undertaker doing undertaking. <laughs> doing undertaking? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was enough for you to get in? Well, not get in. That was enough for me to be, like, I'm good. Uh, but speaking of wrestling... I missed out on a golden opportunity, Um, just like the major promotion in the States is WWE. The major promotion in Japan is New Japan Wrestling. And they have the biggest event of the year for WWE is WrestleMania. That's their biggest show of the year. They bring out all the pomp, stamps, celebrity shit like that. In Japan, they have uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And Wrestle Mm -hmm. Kingdom was on January 2nd in Tokyo. And I missed it. And I missed it because, honestly, I didn't think about it until it was too late. <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is Sasha Banks. Chad, does that name sound familiar? Nothing to you? She was, was on The Mandalorian. That, yeah, I was going to ask, was that the one on? Okay. Okay, yeah. So she left WWE. Her contract expired on the 1st. She became a free agent. She showed up in Tokyo in New Japan, and she's going to be wrestling for them. Wow. Oh, wow. As uh no more Sasha Banks as Mercedes Monet. Because Mercedes okay. is her real name. Mm-hmm. Does WWE own the name Sasha Banks? Yes. yes. Trademark. Oh. All 99% of names are all trademarked by them. Like you have a select few who go by their real name, but like now WWE would never allow you to go by your real name. Like you have the select few, like John Cena. Oh, that's his real name. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought that was the station. <laughs> yeah, but like majority of times, because they're gonna have, they're gonna copyright that just in case if you leave, you can't go like this. Go to a different company and use that same name. But like, there's only like two. Com- that's like only one company in, in America, and you'd have to go to another country, right? Mm, technically, four. There's four in America. WWE. You have WWE, you have uh-huh. AEW, you have TNA, and then kind of you have NWA, but that don't really count. So technically, you you have two big ones. You have AEW, that's on TBS and TNT, and then you have WWE. In NWA New World, no, that's NWO. Oh, I was gonna say Order. What's A? Oh, you do know a little bit of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> National Wrestling Alliance. Is that on TV? Is that big enough that to be used, on TV? It was on like um, what was those smaller channels called? Um, it was on some shit or whatever. Then it was on YouTube for a while. And it's on like some that. shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but Billy, it's AW and WWE. Those are the biggest ones in the US. Okay. Um. Well, none of that was interesting to me. Just so we're all clear. Have you watched um? Ring of Honor or PWG? 
I I've seen I've seen clips of Ring of Honor throughout the years on YouTube and stuff. PWG, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything. I mean, I've seen matches here and there of PWG because I know that's where like a lot of the guys that we see now got started mm-hmm. in Ring of Honor, the Samoa Joes, the Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, things like that. But uh, on a consistent basis, no, I haven't do, haven't been able to watch it. Okay. But yeah, uh, Tony Khan, um, uh, Chad, the Vince McMahon of AEW, Tony okay. Khan. Okay. He, is he, he an he, he old gross man like Vince, like Vince McMahon? Actually, no, he's young. He's only like 39. Uh, backstory, his father, mm, I forget his name, owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really? So he, that's why he has that uh, bankroll behind him where he cre- they created this new thing. But uh, he bought Ring of Honor. That's another smaller wrestling company, and he's going to try to make it their own thing. So that might be another company in the future, too. Did either of you see Fighting With My Family with um, Florence Pugh? No, I did not. But I know it's exactly what it's about. It's about Paige. Yeah, like, or should, should we watch Soraya? This? Maybe I'll maybe I'll be maybe I'll get some sort of appreciation for wrestling if one of my favorite actresses is actressing as a wrestler. Your 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 friends in there too, The Rock. My fr- playing as The Rock. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Such a stretch it's, it's, for him. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson is playing The Rock in the movie because he's The Rock in wrestling. Yeah. Does he? Because it this movie takes place in the past. Oh, and you haven't seen it. I wonder if he wears like a headpiece because he weren't because he had hair back in the day. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we could we could review this movie. <laughs> maybe maybe right, we we might have to do that. But um, pushing forward, uh, I see that you have been um, tackling some stuff on from our best of episode last week. Yes, uh, when I was going through the list, I, I marked down the stuff that you and Rachel said was your best of that I would need to check out, and I decided to watch the menu. Okay. Have you seen the Person. menu, Jamika? No, I haven't. Okay. So first, I want to say, I don't know if you guys ever went in detail what the movie was about. Maybe you guys just said it was good, right? I feel like I mentioned there was a, a episode like whenever I saw it like the week after I mentioned that it was like about a restaurant and it had like commentary about like foodies and shit and um, the guy that plays Voldemort was like Voldemort knit the fuck up. Here's the head chef. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. See, I didn't recognize him with a nose. See, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe you and Rachel undersold this fucking movie. <laughs> this movie is great. Yes. That's um, why it was on our list. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you guys should have hyped this movie up a lot more. This movie is fucking great. Uh, Hype it up to Jamaica. All right. You have, without spoilers... So you have a select group of people, um, wealthy people go to this exclusive island for this exclusive meal from this exclusive chef. And um, things are sure. I don't know how to say it without spoiling anything. 
things happen. Yeah, things see, happen see, in a See, you talking about we undersold it. Like, yeah, that's why <laughs> we undersold it. Right, because I, I don't want to spoil it because that's just, I mean, you're right, because if you would have told me that beforehand, it would have lessened it a little bit yeah. because it is a complete surprise what happens and how it happens. Right. So um, it is a, what you call it, a thriller? That, see, that's the thing. Um, on, in some circles, I even saw it as a horror movie. I think it's a dark comedy. But okay. even me, even me saying it's a comedy is a comedy is is kind of a spoiler too, right? So <laughs> it's a thriller. We're beating around the bush on this because we don't want to spoil nothing for you, and that is the meat and potatoes of this movie, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. Um, but definitely, anybody out there, go watch the menu. You will not be disappointed. It's not boring in no parts everything's exciting the less you know about it the better like it is very intentional while we keep while we're walking around this because it's like stuff starts to happen you're like okay that's weird and then it just starts to escalate where you're like oh wait a minute wait Wait. and it's like wait (laughs) what are we doing why why are we doing this why are they doing this (laughs) what 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 kind of movie is this i thought we was just going to be doing x why are we doing z Right. That's what I said. I thought it was just going to be about cooking a menu. But nah, it's it's a lot more than that. Yeah. So I don't, don't even watch the trailer. Just just watch the movie. You won't be disappointed. Also, wow. like this place, the um, so like the whole conceit of like this is a restaurant that you have to go to by ferry and the island is the restaurant is based off a real place. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it got shut down because, like, um, I'm not sure what how... happened. What, what happened in the movie? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> um, so the restaurant restaurant culture, like inside the kitchen, is very toxic. Like, and I'm not even talking about like the sexual harassment stuff, which I want to be clear is not good. But there's a lot of toxic shit in those kitchens. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna mention it in a second, like the bear, like shit, like that. Mm-hmm. Like right. so, it got shut down because of like stuff like that. Okay, but yes, please go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Okay, what yeah. else you got? The other thing is, I uh, the new se- I finally finished the second season of Alice in Borderlands on Netflix. What was the first season? Alice in Borderlands. What was the first season about? Oh, uh, what was it about? Well, what's a- this? Sh- what is this show about? Okay. Imagine Squid Games, mm-hmm. but Japanese. Okay. And they didn't volunteer. Oh. Okay. All right. I give you light spoilers on the premise. Is basically these guys hang out. They go into. They go into. Um, they're in Shibuya. Uh, not Shibuya. Yeah, Shibuya. Basically, downtown New York, a whole bunch of people. They go into the restroom. They come out. You know, traffic. You know, there's a lot of pedestrians. Everybody's gone. And basically, they have uh, they have to participate in these squid-like games to stay alive. You have, I forget, you have five days, what they call your visa. If you do not complete these games, you cannot renew your visa and you die. 
But then also you have to complete, you have to compete in these games, different games and challenges where you can die. But if you win, your visa gets extended, plus you get a playing card. Now, the premise of it is once you get all these playing cards, you can go home. So you have to survive. Okay. Okay. And this is good. <laughs> oh, it's real good. It's real good. Because they have to survive these games uh, and the storyline between the people. Because, you know, there's nobody there except for these people. So uh, stores are ransacked. And it's kind of like a Walking Dead type of city where, you know, there's nothing going on. And how they survive. You have people killing other people. And it's good. It's real good. So I finished season two. Um, and it was good all the way up until the end. I should say that I didn't like the way the ending ended. I ain't gonna put no spoilers out there, but I left I was left underwhelmed. They yeah. put a they put a nice little bow on it. Like I don't there's no season three. Well, the way they wrapped it up, it shouldn't be a season three. And plus but it's on Netflix. Will be. Who knows? It's on Netflix. You know, Netflix like to cancel stuff. And that's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, if you watch season one, you will like season two. Okay. But um, speak, speaking of Japan, though. So, you know how they say, you know how these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? boomers like to say this the young generation doesn't want to work and things like that right mm-hmm. well apparently neither does the old people either they don't want responsibilities the young people old people don't responsibilities doesn't want extra responsibilities so i found i was going through um and the article was on the economic times and basically they have businesses in japan so for example you have a farming business and you it's a million dollar farming business and the owner of this business like i'm getting old i'm going to i was going to i was planning on passing my business down to my kids or like one of my senior workers or whatever like that and the problem is the kids don't want it and the people working there don't want these businesses they don't want the extra responsibility of doing these jobs so now, so instead of shutting these businesses down, because that's going to affect, you know, farming industry, they don't affect the workers and their lives and everything else like that. What they're doing is they are selling their business on pennies on the dollar. So, for example, if my wife, for example, could go and be like, find one of these businesses, the CEO businesses that they're selling for like two hundred dollars. Right. And they will sell the business to her for her to run it. Because they don't have nobody who wants the responsibility to keep running this business. I mean, okay, so this is a good week to have Jamika on here since you yourself are a business owner. Like, I would imagine, like, it's a lot to run a fucking business, right? It is. So, I, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, because if this business is like a million dollar business, so it's been running, like, as a CEO, you are not taking care of the day-to-day operations of this business. You're taking care of the bigger scheme things of maybe signing deals with for whatever stuff like that. But the day-to-day operations are going to keep running regardless of the CEO. So I'm just surprised that nobody, like these people are not wanting to have that responsibility. 
And they're just like, nope, I don't care. I don't want to do it. And they and they leaving these owners to be like, I just got to get rid of it. And they're just do, selling it for so cheap. Do you want to, you yourself want like the that kind of responsibility though? Like if some shit's like, really yeah. going down. Y'all doing some illegal shit. You going right? To- it's like what's the catch? <laughs> well, the thing is, well, it, it, I guess it all depends if. I get it. Even now in my current job, I do not like, right. The more top you are, the more shit you have to do, the more you're responsible for and everything else like that. But if you are somebody when you're like, like a, we'll say 25 year old me who was looking for something, like I really want to do some things. Hey, now I don't have to start a business. All I got to do is just keep this business afloat. I mean, you don't know what kind of debt they have right i mean of course you do research and things like that too just like anything else but i just i just crazy it's not just it's multiple businesses like that right. and i think like J- japan is having a problem with this to where like so i know i've talked about it before about how they are just not, selling these houses that, that nobody oh, wants to live in and everything yeah. for like pennies on a dollar they already have a low uh birth, birth rate. rate right and that just reminded me of um there's a couple of restaurants in the St. Louis area um over the last couple of years where like they were family owned and then like the kids didn't want the the business and they couldn't find anybody to buy it so like they sold it. There's one I can't think of the name of it. It was in the U City Loop. Um it's like right there on the end. It had like burgers and and chicken wings and stuff. Um it's like right there on the end, right by that uh, laundromat, if you guys remember. No. Okay. Uh, my my memory, remember? What's the name <laughs> of the chicken something? No, no, no. It was like their last name or something. Um, yeah, they closed like maybe four or five years ago. And then I remember seeing an article about like a Jewish, a Jewish daily that was like a staple of the St. Louis area um, that was closing because of that very reason. And Rachel and I tried to go, but my dumb behind, I was like, all right, let's go on Saturday. And she's like, okay, uh, that's like when you're supposed to be at temple. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they were closed for the day. So, and I was like, shouldn't you have known this, Rachel? This but your okay. culture. All right. <laughs> all right. Get out of here. But yeah, it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't fully get that. Like the, the kids not wanting to keep your family business going. Like I get you easy money, but that's your name on it, you know? Right. So don't be surprised if, you, if a year later it turns up, I own a farm somewhere in Hokkaido or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't just it. mind his business. Right. Do, do what you need to do. All right. Do what you need to do to keep your business afloat. Right. How like we want to do stuff or leave a legacy for our family. And then stuff like that happens. Like, family doesn't want to take over they don't want their responsibility right and then yeah and, and that's the biggest thing to where it's like i can't shut it down all these what about my workers what about the suppliers and everything else like that so it's just mm-hmm. like i just got to get out of this and hopefully whoever takes over keeps it going right so what did you guys do you guys do anything special for new year's eve no new year's eve i oh we always go to the in-laws house and um eat soba um and um 
we used to watch the show called Downtown. It's basically where comedians come and it's like a variety show where comedians go and they do these these acts and stuff. And if they laugh, then they get hit with this paddle. <laughs> so but they got canceled though. I wonder why. <laughs> no, no, not because of that. Nah, this has been on for years. Japan, Japan is all into that. It had canceled because of uh during the COVID times. Okay. They couldn't That's... be out here in these streets doing that kind of thing no more. That makes sense. Um, you you didn't even watch the ball drop, Jimmy? No, nope, I don't watch it drop. Okay, I was so, too busy watching something on Netflix. What, but speaking what? of, oh, no. do you do you do that? Do you still do that? Ball drop, like stay up to stay up to midnight and do that thing to watch the ball drop. Yeah, fuck no. Or stay up to midnight, right? That's what I'm saying. Like I stopped doing that years ago. There's what is the point of staying up to midnight? No, I'm old I mean, now. No, no, I mean, nothing happens at midnight. I mean, right. if you, if you out and stuff, you know, stuff happens. Well, I mean, I mean, I get it. If you're out at a party or doing whatever, but if you at home, why am I staying up to midnight just to struggle to stay up to midnight, watch whatever show, drop the ball, maybe text some people Happy New Year, and I'm going to sleep. Let me get that good rest so I can be refreshed on the first. I hear you. Well, so I'm a I, night I, owl, so I'm always up at night. Right. <laughs> and I hate myself, so I'm always up late and up early. Mm. So, what yeah. I'll so, hmm? say, what did you do on the first? So, yeah, I watched. I mean, New Year's Eve. So, I ended the year watching a classic that I never saw before that, like, it was fucking excellent. Like, I gave it five stars. Like, I watched. Um, the 19, I think, 87 movie Wall Street with Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. And the movie's excellent, y'all. Like, there were some parts where they were talking about, like, um, stock exchange shit. And, like, I didn't fully understand it. But I'm like, okay, I don't feel dumb. I, I get some of this. But, like, Michael Douglas was acting his fucking ass off in this movie. Like, acting rings around Charlie Sheen. And then I looked it up and like he got an Oscar and a Golden Globe for his performance in that movie. And I'm like, yeah. And so like I finished it a little bit before midnight. And then right after midnight, I I popped on Wall Street, too. And um, that has Michael Douglas and Shia LaBeouf. And that shit was ass. It was fucking terrible. Who was in the first one? You said Michael Douglas and who? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Okay. And the second one was Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Yeah. That Shia LaBeouf one was, was bad, bad, y'all. Like, How year did that one come out? Uh, It came out in 2012, I think. 2011, 2012. I don't know. It's like Shia LaBeouf was miscast. And then, like, they were adding characters because, like, in the first movie, um, Michael Douglas had a son who's, like, three or four. And in this one, they're saying he also had a daughter. But like, if you do the math, the daughter would have had to have been a couple years older than the son. And they only showed a son in the movie. And then they were like, oh, yeah, your mom died. And like the actress that played the mom was still alive when they filmed the movie. So they was just being haters and shit. And then like Charlie Sheen had a cameo in the movie and it basically pissed on all the character development that he had 
by the end of the movie like by the end of the movie charlie shane's like in tears because like he's about to go to jail for the shit that he did and in this one he's like an ass like a rich asshole like basically one of the plot points of the first movie was um michael douglas was going to buy the company that his dad worked for and fire everybody and sell all the parts off and so and by the end of it they stopped it but illegal shit happened along the way and in this sequel uh he's like oh yeah i did my time in prison and then i took over the company and now and i and i recently sold it and so now i just play golf and it's like bro the whole point was that you didn't want the company so and also the hit the lesson that he learned was money is not good mm-hmm. and now he's a rich asshole okay okay cool bro cool bro thank cool story okay so yeah that sequel was bad Charlotte Booth was terrible like why yeah we all love him from even Stevens but like what what did he have any good movies like I'm being serious right now Besides Disturbia, Disturbia is excellent. But did Shia Booth have any good movies? Like everything. Uh, what was that movie? What that movie where it was like spy cameras racing him around the city? Eagle Eye was, uh, was bad. Oh, I don't remember. I'm trying to think of a movie now. Oh, let me go look e- him up. Eagle Eye, but- Transformers, uh, Indiana Jones 4. Like, But you said when you sent me that, you was like, have you seen this? And I told you. This is a only. This is a movie. The only movie I've ever walked out in the middle of. In the oh yeah, you told me that. Because <laughs> like I'm watching this, I was like, I don't get what's going on. And this is like, my wife was new to coming to the states and everything, so like her English wasn't up as par. So I'm like, if I don't understand what's going on, I know damn well she don't understand what's going on. So I'm like, hey, you understand what's going on? She was like, nah. I was like, do you want to leave? She was like, yes. <laughs> so we just, we walked up and got out. <laughs> I, I felt so stupid watching that. I'm like, I know a little bit about, I knew a little enough about stocks in the first one to kind of understand what was happening. I couldn't tell you anything that was fucking happening. Yeah. It, they just went too far deep yes. into stocks and Wall Street where it's like, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. Right. Yeah. So fuck that second one, but I highly re- recommend the first one. Like I gave that five stars, and I gave the second one like point five. <laughs> so fuck that movie. Oh, I like I like them in I Robot. <laughs> oh, I forgot he was in that the little sidekick. Yeah. Uh... And um, I also um, like you. You watched the menu. I I watched all of the bear in one day. Uh, <laughs> it was so fucking good have you seen the show Jamaica? Jamaica? this my screen had froze what did you say look i was still looking at the menu like what was shia labeouf in that i like besides disturbia i'm with right. you just i wrote or i robot that's it i'm like right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> have you um have you seen or heard of the bear on hulu no so um it's a show about a guy he worked at like one of the best uh restaurants in the world and his brother dies and leaves him like this shitty restaurant in chicago so he moves back home to try and run it but like he's getting like all this resistance from the staff and he's trying to turn it from like just some shitty greasy ass sandwich place to like 
a nice restaurant. Not saying like what he came from, where you know you gotta wear a jacket to go in there, but like just something nice, like something you could be proud of. And it's like about the trials and tribulations, and it's just a lot of cursing along the way. And it's just like it's so well acted, like it's cast excellently. Like I didn't recognize anybody in the cast except like they have an uncle character, and then when they shoot do a flashback to like the brother who died, I knew who he was. But everybody else in this in the show, like I never saw a day in my life. And it just feels like, you know, there's some things you watch where it feels like they didn't hire actors. They hired people that actually do whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like that, even though like everybody in this movie in this show is an actor. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah, it's one of the best shows of 2022. And I wish I would have watched it last year so it could have been on my list. See, now I, I like that how you know that was on my list of best and how yeah, I watched and, your and Rachel's too. Right, yeah. How we went back and we watched each other's stuff, but I'm waiting for the one where I go back and watch some stuff, and I'm like, man, Chad, this shit was garbage. I don't see how you say that's the best shit ever. That shit was, that shit was go me. This was some bullshit. <laughs> but so far, so good. Yeah, but um, also like, so I've been kind of in this mode since before I watched the bear, but I've really been like cooking more at home. But I really, I really did some stuff this week. Like I cooked every day this week. So like um like I made like um honey ginger salmon cubes and stuff and I was marinating that shit and I got some uh some sesame seeds and like so, you know had the little garnish and shit like I even made a fucking sauce like it was just restaurant quality excellent uh, did you have a did you have a white rag on your shoulder and everything like a chef <laughs> did it, you have an well, apron on at least well my my rags aren't white they're like um they're uh, gray. Because like you know, white ones like stain so easily. Right, right. But uh, when you put I don't... It on the table, did you do the chef kiss? The chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. All my food is <laughs> trebian. You know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have an apron. Like I. I wouldn't really have it anywhere to like hang it up at. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. So I was crushing that. And then, like, I hit Matt and his wife up, and I was like, all right, I'm making karage, which is Japanese fried chicken. I'm going to eat y'all opinion on it. And Matt was like, thumbs up. And Matt's wife was like, crickets. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, then. Um, so, like, I really... It, I, it I, looked good. Okay, I didn't... Couldn't taste it. It looked authentic, though. I give you that. It looked good. I appreciate that. And then I flew a little too close to the sun. I tried to make huli huli chicken with dough whip. Like I made the dough whip too. And um, it, it, it was, it was a no go dude. Like it was, I, I made a mess in the kitchen. So now I'm questioning everything that I thought I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should have stopped off that karage. You should have stopped there. <laughs> I, I, I really like how you went Japanese on that one. That's, I, I appreciate that. Hey man, I, I gotta let the people know that I'm I'm really out here living this life. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I will continue my best to keep being a the bear, but minus all the the yelling and shit. Are you yelling at yourself like yes, chef? Well, I am saying <laughs> <laughs> well, I am saying like, oh man, I gotta clean my station and shit like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I am saying stuff like that. But um 
Yeah, so I uh, also from the library, I got the Callisto Protocol. Like I only played a few minutes of it so far and I have two takeaways. Um, hopefully I'll be done with it next week. This is kind of like a um, horror video game. And take number one is Josh Dumel. I didn't realize Josh Dumel was the lead of the game. He used to be married to Fergie and he was on that TV show, Las Vegas, that was on NBC. He was also like in the first three Transformer movies, he was the white army guy, Tyrese's sidekick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about, yeah. Yeah. You should have led with that because other than that, I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> should have started I, with that one. I was like, <laughs> Well, as I he's was like, Mar- he's like Mar- married to Fergie. I was like, nah, that ain't it. I don't know. <laughs> well, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, wait, the, they, 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 they looking blank. Hold up. Let me, let me keep going. <laughs> um, and also my other takeaway is that um, this might be, this might be a, a, a not fun time because like, there's a part where you're supposed to like crouch and like um, crouch and like go between some boxes and shit. And like, mm-hmm my guy got like stuck and I was like, Hmm, is the game glitching or am I doing something wrong? And so like, I went and looked at a less play. Cause this is like five minutes into the game and like on the less play, they just crawled right there, right through. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So this game's glitchy. Okay. I see what we're doing here. All right. Cool, bro. Cool. It's not my fault. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be done with it uh, by next week and I can give a report. But uh, last thing I want to talk about, I'm not, I was debating on if I want to talk about this. Um, so friend of the show, Rachel and I, we saw this movie called Tar. It stars Kate Blanchett. She's like a conductor. And I want to, I just want to be uh, transparent. I did not like this movie, but I cannot stop thinking about this movie. Um, so the very first scene of the movie, you know, it it brings up the um the the age old argument of is it possible to separate art from the artist like if we have like if a person is problematic in their personal life but their work is great can't we just look at the work without taking into account the person's uh, personal life now me personally speaking for Chad. I don't believe there that is there's such a thing. Um, especially in the society that we live in, where there's whole um job economies based around the personal lives of celebrities, right? Like the gossip columnists, the TMZs, you know, all that shit. Even them themselves, like they're putting themselves out there on social media. I know it's a version of them, but still, you know. And so, like, our whole society is, like, we want the whole picture of the person, not just their work. So my personal, just speak, once more speaking from my personal opinion, you know, um, I don't think there can, there can be a such thing as separating the art from the artist in this day and age. I don't, I agree and I disagree, but instead of saying separate the art from the artist is I want to say like there is some stuff you will accept from an art artist and some stuff you will not accept from the artist to uh I agree where they're the same thing where some things people could let some stuff slide 
and other stuff people can't let that slot let them slide with um the r kelly's the chris browns the any other stuff going on the kanye west um I, i think it all depends on the person individually maybe whatever the artist done or has done they've held a personal like they've been through that or they know somebody so it it means more to them as somebody who's never been through that and they just really like that person so i think it it goes down to the individual person how they feel about the situation me personally i can separate the art from the artist um I may get crucified for this, but like I still listen to certain R. Kelly songs. Not saying that it doesn't have anything to do with me, but I mean, I still listen to R. Kelly. I still listen to certain songs by Chris Brown. I keep them personal. I mean, I keep I keep it separate, so it doesn't bother me. Okay. Right, because my my uh, me and my wife's song is a Chris Brown song, but like me personally, like. The R. Kelly thing is like, it's his different where it's like, say if he was a murderer, for example. But it was like the little girl thing. So like now when I hear the songs, I picture him singing this to little girls and things like that. But it's like two things. Come on. Step in the name of love. That's always going to go hard and things like that. But it's just like, yeah. it's hard to do it. It's, it goes back to individuals. Yeah. Trying to think, has there anybody I was like, no, I am done with them. As I think, is there anybody that you guys said, all right, regardless, like you used to like their music or movies, and you're like, I'm 100 percent done with? So for me, like, like, yeah, I, I can easily be like, I, I won't listen to this artist, this this musician, because for me, it's easier to avoid music than certain movies. So like I want to be like, yes, fuck Kevin Spacey, right? Like the the rape shit that he's been out up up to. But then like there are some movies where you're like, hmm, Usual Suspects is a pretty good fucking movie. <laughs> right. Right. So then, you know, then you have to weigh things out. Right. I mean, like you said, the music thing is easier because, you know, we we are not. Um, yeah, it's easier to get rid of music. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, these movies where it's kind of like the less you know about somebody, the better to where. Like you see all these celebrities that we grew up with and we idolized or we loved and everything. And then now once you realize perfect example is Hulk Hogan. I used to love Hulk Hogan. He's a fucking racist. <laughs> what did he, he do? He he was caught on camera or he was recorded without his knowledge uh, saying that his daughter well, she's like, he basically, in his own words, I don't want you to date a nigger. And he was saying that how I don't care. Or and then he was like, well, if you do date a nigger, won't you date a rich one that plays basketball? Something along those lines. So oh, then yeah. he was he was recorded. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He didn't know he was being recorded. And basically, long story short, he sued um, whatever website, Gawker, I think it was, who released it and everything. And actually, he won. Hulk Hogan won that lawsuit. Um, because wow. he was because but then also WWE um basically 
not suspended him because he don't technically work for them, but basically, you know, they got rid of all like the promo pictures of him in it and everything. They took him out the hall of fame, which is not really a real place and everything else like that to like six, seven months. till this shit died down. But like in my mind, all, I used to love Hulk Hogan. He body slammed Andre the giant at WrestleMania three and everything else like that. But now Hulk Hogan's a racist to me. Yeah. So it was like these people that we're growing up with is like, once you realize these these how like and also Hulk Hogan didn't become a racist last year. He was he's been a racist the whole time. I just didn't know about it. Right. So it's like the lesson now with social media and all this other stuff that we're more we're learning about these people's attentions and personal feelings. It's like, oh, these is how you really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind of like the movie and like the conversation Rachel and I had at the after watching it, like um it's like over two and a half hours long and it's pretentious as shit and so like when i text you about it i was like you wouldn't like this movie because we didn't like that movie and we and i know you have even less of a tolerance for long unnecessary movies than me mm-hmm. but like no and it's just hmm? no i was gonna say uh i'm not gonna watch this so what did she do okay to yeah. So, um, basically, she. I, I, I will say this: before seeing the movie, I knew that, um, like the first hour is set up, like you're seeing her do these little things that you're like, that's interesting, but nobody's calling her out on it. Like, uh, so she's a conductor in the orchestra, like a famous conductor. Like she's she's famous. Like she's got she's an egot, right? So she's done mm-hmm. movie scores and all this stuff, and she, um started this uh, program to like get women into orchestra. And so she likes to take out her um, young students to like lunch and hear what they've got, you know, hear where they're coming from. And my door is always open and you can call or text or email me at any time and shit like that. So you see her like having these lunches with these, um, these young women. She's a lesbian. And also, like, there's something weird going on with her and her assistant, who was one of her students, but, like, she's intentionally, like, holding her back from getting a good position on the orchestra because she likes her where she is as her assistant and maybe more. And so then in the um, second half of the movie, you learn that one of her um, previous students committed suicide. And Mm -hmm. even before the suicide like that student would get brought up every now and again and she talk about how like unstable she is basically blackballing her in the whole community Mm -hmm. and once she died her parents sued her because they're like we have emails and evidence that you had a sexual um um, fair affair with your student and when she wanted to stop it you blackballed her essentially Mm-hmm. And so, like, she was getting canceled in that way. And then, like, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff just started to, like, fall apart in her life to where they was like, you got to go, my dude. Okay. So, I the, my, the what I got from the movie was it doesn't matter, man, woman, black, white. We live in a time now where if you're doing some dirty shit, you're about to get canceled. That was my takeaway. Rachel's takeaway was that it felt she felt like the movie was trying to humanize people that do these things that, you know, that ended up getting canceled. 
And I was like, I could see that because like you you follow her throughout the whole movie, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So do you, do, you, do you, would you recommend this to people? No, because <laughs> it's long as shit and it's pretentious. It's and it's, yeah. all, it's like just like Wall Street too. They are saying they are using all those orchestra terms, and you don't. I didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. <laughs> I was about to make up an example, but I couldn't think of one on the spot of an orchestra word. <laughs> but yeah, um, I cannot see that. Yeah. So anyway, so we Matt and I saw a TV show on Netflix called Kaleidoscope. Have you heard about this, Jamaica? Not until you text me asking me, have I heard about it? <laughs> so that was my first time. <laughs> that was my first time. I'm like, what? Yeah. So Matt, what is Kaleidoscope about? In Kaleidoscope, Kaleidoscope is about the beginning, middle, and end of a heist. And the reason why this is supposed to be new and different is because Netflix, there's eight episodes. And Netflix was going to randomly show each episode in a random order for each users and or watchers. And they said, no matter what order you get, you will still be able to understand the plot and your takeaway of the story will be a little bit different than somebody else in a different order. So what order did you get, Matt? I got, well, of course, everybody started with Black, the one-minute intro. intro, but then my order was green, yellow, orange, blue, violet, red, pink, white. And so I got green, yellow, violet, orange, blue, red, pink, white. Oh, uh, so only a three, three in the middle was different. Yeah. I so, got yellow, green, violet, blue, orange, red, pink, white black you watched it or you just looked and saw what netflix gave you i just looked and saw what netflix gave me Uh. (laughs) (laughs) okay so um so yeah it's about a heist um what did you have any favorite characters or moments matt okay i did but with the random order and the the way they did it it changed it's not like after this whole season, this is my favorite character because they changed throughout the episodes. Mm. And so like, for example, is my first episode of green was when they were in jail together. So I really, so coming out, I really like Stan. He was in there cooking that up. They do the whole mushroom things to get out of jail and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I like Stan. But then as it comes on, like as it further goes along, I'm like, eh, I don't really care for Stan anymore. So later on, then my towards the end, I kind of like Judy, the, mm-hmm. uh, the chemist yeah. person. Yes. Yeah. So what were your favorites? Yeah, Judy was my favorite, even though she did some stuff. But like, yeah, I, yeah, she was a really interesting character uh light spoilers like she is a chemist and so like you don't really see that kind of character be a a woman but -hmm. also like she was like locked into like a very toxic abusive relationship 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was a very interesting element, especially, like, how she handled all of that, I thought. Especially, like, all the stuff, like, how they were showing her when she was bringing, smuggling the stuff into mm-hmm. inside jail. When she did the nail thing on, on the stuff, I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, she's <laughs> With very that chip resourceful. On her nails. Yeah, very resourceful and everything, yeah. And I kind of liked the, um, the uh, daughter character. Hannah. Okay, but I wish that they would have given her more to do in the series. Mm-hmm. But and also, also, Ike, I'm sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. We uh, we need to do better in Hollywood and stuff. Please start hiring more black people in hair and makeup because those wigs they was gave given sis was fucking terrible. Shit was the first look. Wait, was she, was he, the first time he met her, when she had that black wig, wig with yeah, the bangs. Oh my I, god! I, I, I was like, I was like, was Tyler Perry on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that hair was bad. It was real mm-hmm. bad. And um, uh, it was oh, they did a flashback episode, and like young John Carlo Esposito, like his wig was so bad too. Oh yeah, his hair. Uh, and even like yeah, when he had, I don't even. He had like finger waves on it. It was like a weird wig. It's like, why would you just give his give himself a baldy and call it a day? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. Like, uh, but funny enough, so the flashback episode and the jail episode were both directed by one of our favorite people in Hollywood, uh, Robert Townsend. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Is that the green? That's a green one, right? Green and violet. Uh, green meteor man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Right. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so matt i want you to pitch to jamaica what you think the best order of the show is like give give little details about what happens in each episode nothing too spoilery to kind of wet the whistle to be like this is the order that i think you should watch the show in i thought about this I i didn't write the order down but honestly, I think the best order will be to as it happens. Okay. Um, I was afraid <laughs> you were going to say that. Um, right. Because, be, I mean, I get it where you want to do this is what ha- before and after because it leaves questions, but it gives you a more complete story all the way through if you watch it as it happens. I hear that. Like my biggest disagreement with that is the episode that takes place after the heist, because in mm-hmm. my order, in my it will in everybody's order, every what, the white episode is the episode where the heist actually takes place, and right. so and the, you're talking about episode pink is the one after white, or yes. it happens after white. Yes, it had. Uh, no, 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 pink. No, um, red. Red is the morning after. Okay, pink, so pink, sorry, pink is six months later. Oh, okay, yeah. So see, and or go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so the red, the um, the red episode opens, and you're like, they did the heist, but something's wrong. And like it opens like that, like it opens where like they're speeding away on a speedboat, like everybody's bruised up like one character's like hugged up on another person but it's not like a sexy hug it's like what the fuck did we just go through somebody else is like 
crying and mm-hmm. another person was shot in the in the ear like in the side of the head and you're like what the fuck happened during the heist and then it flashes back into like immediately after the heist and like everybody is ready to kill each other because they're like where's so-and-so you tell me where so-and-so like yeah you know stuff like that where it's like something went very bad on this heist and like i feel like not knowing what happened on the heist makes that episode so much better because it's like who is dead are you telling the truth that this person died are you lying are you did you steal the money is the money coming why is that the money here right now okay we got the money did you skim some off the top like it's just so many questions like what happened to where i i don't agree that specifically in that instance we needed to have seen the heist before that. I get that. I get that. Because mm-hmm. well, you're right. Because when it happened, you're like, where is everybody at? The only problem with that is, I mean, no, you're right. It, it, that episode was exciting because you don't know what happens. But yeah. then on the flip side of it, when they do show what happens, then you're like, I was very, I don't know if we said this at the at the beginning. Before, well, you should already know by now. We're spoiling the shit out this. We are so, not spoiling. We're not spoiling this for her. No, so I will say I, that I, I, I didn't like I didn't like what the daughter did at the end. I kind of figured she did that once uh like uh what was it in, in the red episode, like at the end of the episode, she made a comment to somebody and I was like, Oh, I think she did uh uh I think she did something. But yeah, I, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't like that. But I did think it was funny because like once I watched the whole series, I went back and watched Red again. And like, I don't think you did this. I don't think you went back. But like when the bad guy, he comes into the office, like the second the door closes, like to go into the office, she goes in, she comes in like the second he walks in the office, like she was waiting on him to come back. And I thought Mm. that was I thought that was a really funny detail. Uh, okay, I don't remember that. But um, also, I, I will say I hated the purple episode, and I wish that that wasn't in the show. Which one was that one again? The flashback. To, the, oh, no. when they were younger, when they were yeah, or, 24 years. When they were, okay, okay. Be, because it's like, I feel like it's better to, I know like the old saying is show don't tell, but like me specifically knowing why uh, John Carlo Esposito is mad at that man. Like what they showed me, I'm like, I don't think that he's to. I don't think you should be mad at him because, like, that was a situation where maybe he could not have done the right thing, you know. And and that's what. And when he saw him later on on that last episode, he was like, "You waited eight years for this. Is it what you thought it would be?" And he's right. He held on to that. And made it bigger than what it was, and mm-hmm. he blamed him for that. So he did. He took all of this time to do that to where to get what, right? So he, I don't think that I, I narratively I don't think that we should have saw that. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if I, if we have to keep everything in, I think the best order for the show is open with green. This is the main character. He's in jail for some reason. We don't specifically know why, and. He decides to break out. And then we have the yellow episode where they put the team together. 
and they also have to do like a mini heist. And in the orange episode, there's repercussions from that mini heist. And then in the blue episode, we have something. So part of their plan gets fucked up. And so they have to like adapt to like, they have to make a change so they can do the heist. And then after that, you have red, where it's the morning after the heist. Pink, six months after the heist. Purple, this is our flashback episode. Why is Giancarlo Esposito so upset? And finally, white, connecting all the dots. That's, I feel like that's, in my opinion, the best order for the show. Okay. But uh, one thing I want to ask you, you, you said favorite character before. Which character did you hate the most? Oh, everybody's going to have the same answer. Jack Courtney. Who's that? The Australian dude. No. The husband? That was No, the FBI agent. <laughs> oh, I for... yes. I hated her. So I uh, hated her, right. <laughs> I was kind of conflicted because like I, at first I thought she was like Mexican or something. But then she's mm-hmm. talking about how like, she's like Middle Eastern and she had to like be undercover and like send like brown people to jail. I was like, that's fucked up. I didn't like her the first time we saw her. Uh, I don't want to spoil because, you know, it revealed whatever. Yeah, she was but on I, some dirty shit. Right. So that right there, I was like, Mm-mm, I do not like her. And it <laughs> stayed through the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for her either. And it's just like. Yeah, you get what like when um Ava did what she did to her, I was like, good. Fucking right. Good. That's like they got the, right. I was like, I'm glad that happened to you. All right, one more thing. Uh Judy. Mm-hmm. I did like the cliffhanger with her. Okay. You don't know what decision she you don't know what she chose to do. I don't think she did the right thing. Well, we'll be the right thing though going back instead of walking away oh going wait i think she i think i think she i think she left and you and you say that's not the right thing i think i mean we both know how what how that character felt about her Mm. Mm. okay so so the right thing would have been going back there but um okay I thought the right thing was for her to keep it going. Difference. I'm like, right. Maybe it's because the the different episodes I watched in my different (laughs) orders. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) But all right. um... So let me ask you all this um, before you move on real quick, just out of curiosity. So for both of you to not like the FBI agent based on what she said and how she was. So would that permanently blacklist her or cancel her in your mind? The way in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, everybody hates Charles now. Oh, like <laughs> I, I need to see her do this in another movie. Right. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, all right, why is she always playing this type of character? Maybe yes. that's in her heart, that's in her soul. So right. let her do it one more time in another movie, then I'm gonna be like this. Okay, yeah. He yeah. got to go. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, it was her job. And it wasn't necessarily that um, she was like the cop trying to take them down. Because like, I get that that's her job. But they were just doing a little too much with her storyline. And, and it's like, it's always, it's always ish, 
interesting to where movies where we know these are bad guys and mm. the bad guys should be caught by the good guys. But every time we always end up rooting for the bad guys. And we're like, we never root for the good guys unless it's something. Unless you do some like pain a, and shit. Well, yeah, the, the, the first thing that came to mind was something like a Die Hard or Lethal Weapon where, yes, you're rooting for the, I guess it all depends on who is the main star of this movie is who we root for. Mm-hmm. Because Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, the police are the stars, so we root for them. But then you have stuff like this movie, the Heat. Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, when they're the bad guys, we root for them mm-hmm. instead of the police. I mean, you, you have there, more time. You understand where they're coming from. Right. Uh, right. To, to answer your question, I can't think of a, a like a movie movie off the top of my head, but there was a, um, I remember recently I saw like a Disney original movie uh, called Alley Cat Strike. Um, it had, uh, what's that black boy that was on One on One, the one with Kyla Pratt and Flex? Okay. Um, he he played name? he played Kyla's little boyfriend, little light skinned boy. Mm-hmm. You said Alley Cat what? Alley Cat Strike. So in that movie, the white guy is the lead, and he's like the like he's our protagonist. We follow him, but he's the fucking villain of the movie. And like the um, black kid, he's trying to be a good guy, trying to be nice to him, and the white kid's like vilifying him. And I'm like. I fucking hate this lead character. Like you're 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 giving me the opposite feelings here. I hate this guy. Right. So I mean, there is some, but yeah. but overall, uh, my last thing for this, I would say is, with this random thing, do you think this will be a new trend that other shows will try? Probably. Because I because I, I like the the a, a thriller will work. Maybe oh, I don't think a horror will work. Maybe an action movie could work yeah. uh, if you did it in pieces. But um, I don't know. I think that this. I mean, I don't think that the you have to be really intentional with the writing in a show like this. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think a lot of people would do it. But I think it would be interesting as like a romantic comedy, where you like the like the show starts with the first episode well I, I don't know at some point like they break up right and um other episodes are like just like different things like okay in this episode they um he meets her parents and it goes bad and like is this why she decides to break up with him or they go out and um for a nice fun date date day is this why he decides to propose to her? Like that, I feel like there's stuff that you could play around with that, where it's like the continuity doesn't need to be so tight. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a lot of things that could properly give justice to this kind of format. I give them props for uh, for trying something new. It was mm-hmm. different. Yeah. But all right, y'all, let's close this out. Um, This week, we discuss Death on the Nile. The Roman.
Prince of the Desert has the power to seduce. I ask you. Have you ever loved so much? Been so possessed by jealousy? That you might kill them. So, Jamaica, tell us what this movie's about. So this movie was about... And you can get as raw as you want. You can spoil shit if you want. So the movie was about um, this rich woman going on a cruise. To me, long story short, going on a cruise with a bunch of people that she thought was her friend or her friends. And they all basically hated her. And she she ends up getting murdered. And everyone that hates her, they have a reason that they hate her, and they all could be good suspects. Um, and like different parts, I'm like, okay, I see how it could have been this person, or I see how it could have been that person for each one of them. And and it was crazy, like you know, by her actually falling for or however she ended up getting with her husband when she was introduced to him through one of her friends. It was the friend's fiance and then whatever happened with that. But then for the lady to get killed on the cruise and then other people started dying off and trying to figure out who did it with the detective on there. I'm like, okay. It was crazy to um, okay, like you said, to spoil it or whatever. Um, just knowing how it ended, um, which I didn't like the ending. It was weird. But for it to be <laughs> the same people from the beginning uh, that she was int- introduced to, just being, you know, her so-called close friend or whatever, and then her husband, um, that basically for me, it's like a reminder of something that I was taught as a child to trust no one. I'm like, okay, I see it in this movie. You know, you you think or feel like all these people are your friends or even the, the godmother and all these. And it's like, all these people could have offed you. And like based off what you all were saying with the kaleidoscope, I'm like, okay, that gives me the same vibe with that movie. Trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> so see, I'm just going to stick with that. Trust no one. <laughs> I suspect everyone. Did you like the movie? I actually did. I like murder mysteries. Okay. And like Clue and, you know, the the theater games, who killed who with what, all that. So yeah, that was right up my alley. It was definitely better than the other one you tried to have me watch. We're not gonna <laughs> reference. We're not referencing that. Don't do. That. I know. I didn't give the name. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this movie, Matt? I enjoyed it. Um, I liked it. I like how uh, 
Gal Gadot is, I don't like her, and I like how she is not a <laughs> likable person, and I like how she got what was coming to her. <laughs> uh, um, I, I like the murder mystery. Like, honestly, let's skip to the end. I did not, it wasn't, you know, when you watch something, people are like, oh, that's who done it. It wasn't like that to me. And once once he came out there and they said who done it, I was like, oh, like that. Um, I did like, I, I did like the lead into it. And when I say the lead into it, where they were there, um, she shows up. I mean, backstory. They she shows up and to their wedding. They don't want to be there. They try to leave. She shows up again. So then now we're like, all right, the only way for us to do this without her is be on a, a boat in the middle of nowhere. We can get this thing going. And then she shows up again. So then it stays on the boat in the middle of the ocean type of thing. Um, but yeah, the murder mystery. Um I liked how every single person, like Jamaica said, had motives and legit motives and everything to kill her. Uh, the thing that I thought was weird later on was, did we need the beginning war story of the detective? That's so I'm like, what why? Did that like, have to do could, with it? <laughs> right. They could have done a mini thing to been like, oh, this is the world's greatest detective. And then we're off to the races. Why did we do that? I, watching I, that I, beginning, I I'm like, why did Chad want me to watch this movie? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to I, I was going to bring that up. But yeah, I, I didn't like that. Like, why did his mustache need an origin story? Right. Right. It was just like that did not add anything to this. You know why his 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 mustache is so gnarly, you know? I mean, guys, don't you know that you can grow hair over scar tissue? Don't y'all know that? Of course. I do. <laughs> or I guess I guess to also show, you know, him being in a war and having that attention to detail to give all the details. But like on the is, boat for him to sit there and say, like, you weren't in the bed all night because the bed wasn't made the same exact way. Jamaica, this this is part two. This is the <laughs> sequel. And also, they said it like 18 fucking times. He's the world's greatest detective. We we, we understand you got like some good, you know, per, you know, perception, you know. Wait, you said this is a sequel. The first one was Murder on the Orient Express. It came out in 2017, I think. I did not know that. Yeah, this is a sequel. Murder. It's another star-studded movie. So, okay, so that kind of leads into some stuff. Oh, shit, it it is. So, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. (laughs) So, I mixed some stuff up. So, like, I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, it's been a minute since I've seen Daisy Ridley. Like, she don't look like I, I remember looking like, but okay. But then as the movie's going on and I'm looking at this girl and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not Daisy Ridley. She was in the other one. I, I, I genuinely <sighs> thought that girl was Daisy Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> so the question I have is um, Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. He has the same mustache, right? Yep. Did they do an origin stories on the mustache? Then? No, they wait. They waited to the sequel to do the origin story on the mustache. Then I'm going to say that doesn't make any sense. So you had the mustache in the first movie. And it went five without an origin story, but they were like, you know what? We missed out on the first one. We didn't explain why he has this mustache. Let's put it in this one. 
I feel like that was probably a response to uh, fan reaction because, you know, these are based off Agatha Christie books. And mm-hmm. in the books, it was like he has a mustache, but it wasn't like some ridiculous ass mustache that they gave him like in these movies. And like there were mm-hmm. even like old TV movies of like different adventures that this character had. And he just had a regular fucking mustache. So I think they were trying to justify why it looks so weird. I. Is this is Murder on the Orient good? Yeah, it's really good. I'm gonna watch this today then. So, <laughs> so like I really do want to know why these movies think that they can pull off de-aging technology. Like Marvel's the only I understand that this is technically a Disney movie since Disney owns Fox, but Marvel is the only company that can pull off like good de-aging technology. Uh-huh. My man's look terrible in that flashback. In the in the during the war, oh yeah, yeah. But um, all I can say is like while watching this movie, I thought back to Die Hard three. Um, you know, there's a bit in Die Hard three where like the villains number two, he says to Jeremy Aaron Irons, he's like, "Stop toying with him, Simon, and just fucking kill McLean." And so Mm -hmm. as I'm watching this, I'm like, "Will somebody fucking die?" (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about none of these motherfuckers, all right? Like, I'll be honest. I did not like this movie. I did not care for it. And also, like, I kind of suspected the husband was in on this shit. Because it's like, how did his ex-fiance know every single place they were going? Where, exactly. Where's the leak at here, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like it's really interesting how, like, they left him alone in the room after he quote-unquote got shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like only thing i was wrong about because like I, I suspect that the fiance was in on it too i thought russell brand was was part of the scheme too because i thought that mm-hmm. um he was all like oh, okay i'm gonna dress your shit up like you got shot and we we gonna get we gonna split this money mm-hmm. but like now I, I suspected the husband the whole time and i didn't think that um I thought that I was going to have a bigger problem with the people in this cast because I am not somebody that can separate the art from the artist. And so there are some problematic people in this cast. And so I was like, okay, uh, well, it's funny that one of these problematic people is the villain, Ormy Hammer. But uh, <laughs> but like Letitia Wright was in this and I was like, okay, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but no, nah, I didn't care for this movie at all. So, um, Rachel, Rachel, if you're listening, you was on some bullshit putting this on your list, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't have put it on my list of best. I wouldn't say it was bad, but no, it's not. It's not. It's good. I think it's, it's an all right movie. I liked it. At first, I was like, um, okay, what is this? And, of course, you know, just looking to see. I'm a sucker for murder mystery. And like you said, it's a. Uh, been off of Agatha, Agatha Christie, which is one of my favorite authors. So I was like, okay, I'll keep watching this out of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right. So what do you guys think the Rotten Tomato score of this movie is? 75. Agree. Don't do that. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So, I, then I'm gonna, I, then I'm gonna, I change mine. I will go with. I'm trying to think higher or low. 
people, um, people go with a good mystery. Let's go with an 80. 82. 62% with an uh, 82% audience score. Oh, shit. I got up to 82. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the audience, but you're also a critic, <laughs> so you're wrong. <laughs> right. All right. Trivia. How many times total has Death on the Now been adapted to the screen? So we're counting films, TV movies, and TV shows. Um, A, one time, this. B, three times, or C, four times. How many times has this been adapted, this story been adapted to the screen? One, three, or four? I say four, and my reason is because you said books or TV shows, so that means I want to assume it's one of those. Well, no, no, no not, not books. Movies, TV shows, or um, TV movies. Right, so you listed three things, so I'm like, at least three of those things Plus one more, just in case there was another movie I did not know about. So that's why I'm right. going with four. Four. All right. So you're both saying four? Yes. Okay. Can we stop copying homework? Can that be a thing? <laughs> All right. Then I go with three then. <laughs> so obviously we have this 2002 film adaptation, right? Um, there was a um, 2004 uh, TV movie and then there was also a 1978 big you know big screen film as well so the answer is three okay. yes I'm glad I, I'm glad I switched <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is a bit of a trivia dump this first one I wrote if you guys scroll all the way to the bottom of the outline you'll see two posters the poster for the first movie and the poster for this movie. Uh, people watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. But um, any list, uh, audio listeners, you'll have to um, Google this. Visualize it in your head. So if you look at the poster for Motor on the Orient Express and Death on the Now, the person that is killed in each movie is the very first person shown on the poster. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so I wrote that one. So other trivia. Uh, this movie has been delayed several times. Originally set for a 2019 release. Uh, delay in filming pushed it to 2020. Then due to COVID-19, it got pushed around several times until being set for fall 2001. Then April 2001. Sorry, 2021. It was pushed back to February 2022 due to the Army Hammer allegations. And we won't really go into what he did, or excuse me, allegedly did. Um, the details of um, the main detective's uh, military service, tragic love, and the facial scarring that prompt him to grow his iconic mustache were all invented for this film. Despite writing dozens of novels and short stories featuring uh, Perot, uh, Dame Agatha Christie did not delve too deeply into his past because who cares about that, right? We're here for the adventure, the mystery, you know? So that's all I got. Um, I want to thank you for coming on and agreeing to play with us this evening, Jamika. Um, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a minute since we talked, so it's nice to kind of catch up a little bit. I mean, I think less of you because you like wrestling, because I hate wrestling. But you know, we, we can get past I think that. more of you because you like wrestling. And 
Chad got some good friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why don't you plug your small business <laughs> and we can get that information once more. Okay. So again, uh, like I said, I have a holistic health and wellness business. The name of my company is Mika Brielle. I have a website. The website is www.mikabrielle.com. And we'll also put that in the show notes. <laughs> and yes, like I say, health and wellness products. I have everything from hair growth oil, beard oil, beard balm for men. Um, de- she's, put she's, got the, she's got that anal lube, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, feminine wash, men's wash, lubricant, detox patches, teas, you name it. You have a, 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 a pain that medication isn't working for, I got you. <laughs> then, like I said, the uh, the four events. Um, that I have coming up are the Chefs versus uh, Bakers at the Machinist Hall on January 22nd. So if you're not doing anything, stop on by. Then I have a vendor social at Mid Rivers Mall. That will be um, pre-Valentine's weekend. Um, And then I have like two Black History Month expos. Mm -hmm. One will be at the North County Rec Center on February 18th. And then the other one would be at the Machinist Hall again on February 26th. All right. And uh, once more, I appreciate you coming on. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page. We used to talk about this at work. And follow us on YouTube twitter instagram and tiktok at we used to talk pod next week come back to hear our thoughts on the christian bell netflix original movie the pale blue eye and like always i don't know if this was a good episode i don't know if it was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you for listening That's an episode. So how are we feeling, y'all? I was reading the shit he did. This hammer dude, this a he a wild boy.